0: Welcome everybody to the "It's My Turn to Talk" podcast. I'm your host Desmond Ardonez. It's good to be back. It really is. As you guys know me, I love fantasy football. I love everything about fantasy football. Um, I think it makes football better. It really does. Um, especially when you have a team where you know maybe they're not as productive, you got fantasy football to look at. So. Um, like I said, it's good to be back, but today, today's going to be a little bit different. Um, before, I was giving you kind of like previews on players, previews on um, you know positions to watch out for, sleepers, things like that, like I do every year, which I love to do. But today, since um, it's the first game of the season, I just want to touch on how your guys' drafts were and kind of give you an outlook to, for tonight's game. Lions Chiefs as the first game. You got to take a sip of my coffee. It's my day off, so my coffee comes a little bit later today. So how did everyone's draft go? Um, I hope it went well. Um, I know I've been preaching. I know a lot of fantasy experts, you know, better experts than, than myself have been preaching, you know, Top wide receiver first and maybe a running back second. Or even first two picks, get a wide receiver. Um, after drafting this this season, I probably did about 15 mock drafts. Actually, you know what? I probably did about, yeah, you know, I'm just going to say 15 mock drafts on all my different apps. Um, I drafted for four and a half different leagues um two of them dynasty two of them regular and then the other one that i said half it's just like a join a public league on espn that i joined a long time ago and that was just to kind of like get a more realistic draft so that one doesn't really mean anything i might not really pay attention to that league much um but in most leagues i kind of wanted to follow the philosophy of wide receiver first um especially if i got the top five picks um there was either Uh, Chase there, um, Jefferson of course, Um, and then you know if I got the top five, I could either reach for Tyreek Hill because I he could lead the NFL in in receiving yards, or of course I just settled for a running back. Um, But if I was I especially went wide receiver if I had the bottom bottom five picks. So usually a twelve team league. Um, So if I had maybe eight through twelve, I would either do Maybe like digs at 8, and then at pick 14, if it's a snake draft, I would try to see if a guy like Mixon was there. Or I would jump the gun and reach for Tony Pollard, like I did in one of my more competitive leagues. Um, I had the 7th pick out of a 12-team league, and I went Pollard first, and then I went Garrett Wilson at 14. So I think the narrative is kind of not changing, but it's you know, it's not as for certain. It's, it's really not. I still think we might have to jump back on the, you got to take your top two running backs first. Um, I'm, cause this wide rec- wide receiver class is deep. It's been deep for like the last five years. Um, but in your, you know, first one or two picks, if you go running backs, any of those guys can lead the league in rushing yards. So like, let's take out Uh, Eckler McCaffrey Henry and Jacobs since Henry and Jacobs each individually have already led the league in NFL rushing yards at some point in their career um, The guys drafted around them are even within the first two rounds Um, So those guys aside you still have Barkley Tony Pollard Nick Chubb Joe Mixon and those guys you can get at the bottom first or in the second even late second round so like honestly the top 10 running backs um, that are taken in the first round or second round, they can all lead the league in NFL rushing yards. Um, so it shouldn't really be – if you went wide receiver, running back second, any of those four running backs that I said second, that is an amazing draft. But even if you went – like let's say you got the seventh pick and you decided to go Josh Jacobs at seven and Joe Mixon or Derrick Henry if he fell to 14, which I, he probably won't. I don't think Pollard will f- fall to 15 either, 14, especially after Zeke um, left. I bet you Pollard's either being taken late first, early second. Um, so anywhere around there, if you started your draft with any of those two running backs that I mentioned out of the 10, um, and even in your third round, you start your you start your wide receiver class with, give me a guy in the third round, T Higgins and in your fourth round you got Christian Watson or I would say Jerry Judy but he's hurt Devonte Devontae Smith is gone but let's say you started your draft with Pollard, Mixon, T Higgins and at four you got Omari Cooper and at five you got Mike Evans that's not a bad draft to start off with so I think as I was going on with the draft process I'm like I think the narrative changed. I think we still got to go back to picking some top running backs first. So I'm going to kind of – I probably won't mock anymore because the season's about to start tonight. But I think if I get into any more fantasy debates or if I come on the air and do something, I, I'm really starting to lean that you still go running back first. I don't know if any of you guys feel the same way, but it's, it's different. It's it's, but I love fantasy football. So either way you go, um, let's be good. So let's talk about today's game: Kansas City Chiefs versus the Detroit Lions. We got the defending champions versus the Lions, who finished the season nine and eight. I really like the Lions. I like what they do. They're gritty. Um, I love Dan Campbell. Um, they're a team that any NFL fan can cheer for. Um, you know, they kind of give me that vibe. Kansas City, from a fantasy perspective. They look the same, right? So let's do the positives first. Patrick Mahomes, he's still the number one fantasy player, not named Justin Jefferson, correct? He'll finish the top three overall quarterbacks, and he'll finish probably the top seven scorer um, in fantasy easy. Kelsey, when healthy, we're going to get back to this. But when healthy, he's the best tight end in the world, and it's a huge drop-off after him. Um, At running back, Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon, each of them, each of those guys, any game can give you 70 uh, receiving yards, 35 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. So they're still valuable. Um, you're probably not going to pick either of them. You're probably not picking Pacheco till about round eight, seven, maybe, if, you, if you're desperate. Um, and you're going to get McKinnon maybe your last pick. So they're still valuable, but those are guys you could have got later. Um, and as for their wide receiver room, that's thin. Those can be flyers you can even get off the waiver wire, but nobody's worth starting. You're probably not starting Rasheen Rice, um, unless it's maybe a dynasty league, which I doubt it still. Um, you're probably not starting Rice. Um, you're not starting Sky Moore, MVS, Kadarius Tony. You're definitely not starting. So all those guys, they can be valuable, but none of them now are worth like, oh, that's my guy. I got to get him in the lineup, especially on a Thursday night game. That's already risky. Um so those are the main guys I got. Uh, they got a good offensive line, and the Kansas City Chiefs, are they're a jogger not, and they're still going to be a Super Bowl favorite, whether you like them or not. But Travis Kelsey with this um, hyperextension knee, um, they said it could have um, touched his MCL and PCL, which is an injury that he had earlier in his career, that meaning between about 2013 to 2015. So that's eight years now so it's not really too much to worry um but i saw a couple reports on uh, i don't remember his name but it's an nfl professional like uh, not scout but he's a how do i say it he's just like the main nfl doctor and he was talking about if you do your n n mcl like early in your career that's a injury that could still linger years down the road not where it hurts you you know, for those remaining years, but it's some of that breakage that was in there, it could still be in there, which is unfortunate, but, so, but I saw Ed Warner, um, famous NFL reporter, he said that Travis Kelsey, it isn't great for him playing tonight against the Lions, um, but the expectations are that he'll push to play. Um, Coach Andy Reid yesterday after um, workouts, um, they know that they need Kelsey badly, uh, but they also recognize that There's a long season ahead, and you're going to need him all year, right? If the Kansas City Chiefs start 0-1, are you going to be worried? No. Because they can honestly have started 0-1 even with Kelsey. Um, Probably not, but still. So, Travis Kelsey, um, if you have him in your starting lineup, um, it's a game-time decision. Just pay attention to your lineups. Pay attention um, kind of before game-time starts, and then if – for some reason, like an hour before game time, they announced that he's out. Change him. But Travis Kelsey is the guy you're going to keep in your lineup until it's game time decision. Because even an injured Travis Kelsey is probably going to still give you more points than outside of the top five tight ends. Any he got any tight end outside of the top five. An injured Travis Kelsey is still going to probably be a top scorer. Even if he got only 50% of the snaps... He can probably still carve out a seven catch, seventy yard game, or maybe a four catch, forty six yards and a touchdown. You know that's still over ten points. Even the other one if it's on PPR. So Travis Kelsey, limited or not, you're still gonna start him. That's like if they tell you Patrick Mahomes isn't gonna play for a first quarter. You're still gonna start him for the rest of the game because it's Patrick Mahomes. At any moment he can throw for. 350 and four touchdowns so if there's anybody out there who has travis kelsey i don't i have him in my dynasty league um i'm starting him and i'm going to pay attention until game time and i'll take him out my backup in there is jake ferguson of dallas so i'll probably just throw him in there Um, but travis kelsey is a guy you're not going to bench you're not going to bench him at all any week so keep him in your lineup and pay attention uh, and I hope he plays, especially because it's the first game of the season. It's going to be a good game. So Let's turn to the Lions. Um, like I said, I really like what these guys do. They're gritty. They're raw. Um, it's to be decided about who's going to get the rushing work. Uh, you got Alabama running back, who was picked 12th of overall, Jameer Gibbs. Um, and you have David Montgomery. Um, Jameer Gibbs, I know everybody was all over him this year. Um I liked what I saw out of him. There was a lot of draft outlooks that I did or even fantasy rookie outlooks that I liked about, or, and I talked about what I liked about him. Um, and Detroit obviously likes a lot of, a lot about him as well since they, you know, they got rid of DeAndre Swift and were okay kind of reaching for Gibbs. But he's talented, man. He's fast. He's like Alvin Kamara. He can catch and run. Um, he's a little skinnier than Kamara, so he needs to kind of beef up a little bit. Um, he's a polar opposite than David Montgomery, right? David Montgomery, he's not really tall, but he's a little meatier, Um and, you know, he's a bruising back. Jameer Gibbs, he's not going to be effective going between the tackles yet or yet in his career. Montgomery, either one. Um, so Montgomery, he's going to be the goal line guy um, no matter what. And Gibbs, he's dual threat like Kamara, like I said. So it's either you're riding, you're going with the guy that's, more proven or are you going to go with the running back who's more proven or are you going to ride the hype wave that they do with Gibbs I want to say it's going to be like a 60 40 snap count with Montgomery and 40 percent Gibbs that's how I can see it playing out it could be it could lean more towards 50 50 because I mean they're playing the Chiefs um, and you know they're going to want to play their best game right so they're going to do what they think wins Um, So I can see Montgomery starting, but I can see a 60-40 split or even a 50-50 split between the two. Um, I don't expect either of the running backs to give you 20 points this week. Um, So if you're starting either one of them, I got Montgomery in in my flex spot in one of my dynasty leagues. And I know um, I have a close close buddy who has Gibbs on his team that I was talking to him at work about. Um, And he also has him at his – actually, he has him as his running back too. um, And he – He's going to start him, however. Um, I don't like Thursday night games at all. I've talked about it for many seasons now, or at least the last two seasons. Thursday night games are hard to play in because if, if they don't do well, you're like stressing on Friday and Saturday because, you know, you can't take them out of your lineup and they didn't score high. So you got to – your guys on Sunday got to work extra hard. I would rather have one of my big guys play on Monday night and have to wait for him to kind of bring your team back versus – Starting, you know, starting backwards if you have a guy on Thursday that doesn't score. So I just don't like Thursday night games, but both of these teams are filled with stars. So you got to you kind of got to play with them. Yes. Yeah, so rushing work. Pay attention to those running backs on this game. Um, if you wanted to bench both of those running backs, Gear Gibbs or Montgomery, I wouldn't blame you at all. If you wanted to be cautious and if you were okay um, taking either one of those guys out of your lineup right now, I wouldn't blame you. Um, I could see one of them finishing in the top 10 and the other one finishing between 20 and 25. Or I can see both of them finishing in the top 16, 17. So you you don't know. This game is going to show a lot because the Lions are going to pull out all their stops. Um, so we'll see. I'm excited though. I love Thursday night games. To watch, not for fantasy perspectives, but something to watch. So, that's it on the rushing um, aspect. So, But on pass catching, um, Sam Laporta, um, he's gotten a lot of snaps at camp. Um, he ran uh, reps with the first team all season, all the last few months. Um, you know, they didn't have Hawkinson for the back half of the season last year. Um, so, they kind of had just fillers for the back half of the season. But Sam Laporta, um, they're they're really excited about him. He can catch. He's tough. Um, he's not as um, he doesn't have as great yards after the catch as Hawkinson did. Not that he was totally great at yards after the catch, but Sam Laporta um, he can finish top fifteen. I say um, tight ends. So I ninety percent chance you're not starting him today. Um, chances are you got another tight end uh, that you're starting. So he, this guy's probably your backup tight end. Um, if you really did not, um, how do I say it? I don't know the word I'm looking for. But if you really didn't cover your tight end spot during your draft and you really picked your tight ends last, maybe you're starting Laporta today, but I wouldn't feel so confident. But the guy I would feel confident for is Amon Ross St. Brown, the Detroit Lions wide receiver. All the Amon St. Brown stand, fans stand up right now, wherever you are. Stop your car at a stoplight. You know, just buckle up, get ready, because this guy is going to ball out again. He's one of my favorite guys, that who? I wasn't able to get into any league. I'm sad I wasn't able to grab him. Um, but I can see this guy giving you another 90-catch season, 1,100 yards, and nine touchdowns. Last year, he had a one, 103 catches, um, 1,161 yards and six touchdowns. Um, I think he can score more touchdowns, but I believe his receiving yards and his catches can go down a little bit further um, because you got another tight end there that could get some um, uh, get some volume. And same thing with Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery who can both um, kind of catch the ball. So I think there's gonna be some targets taken away from Amon Ra, but if you have a touchdown difference, then all those points are made up, you know. So that's going to give you the wiggle room. Um, So he's going to finish top seven, and he was probably taken in the top seven. Um, The only guys I see drafted ahead of Amon Ra are probably um, Chase, Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, and Safon Diggs. Um, And then after those four, and Devontae Adams, sorry. But after those five, um, you're getting to Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. Um, so you're getting those guys. But all four of those guys that I mentioned, I would take Amon Raw over over all of them. He's just um, – he's proven that he's reliable. And, I mean, a lot of these wide receivers who are in the top seven, some of them can't get up to 100 catch seasons. A lot of them stay in the 80s range, and a lot of them kind of bank on their – or us as fantasy owners, we kind of bank on them to – you know, have a lot of yards after the catch and a lot of touchdowns and stuff like that. But Amon Ra, he's reliable. So he's going to finish in the top five um, wide receivers. And you could have got him got him outside the top seven. So um, I'm very – you're starting Amon Ra today. Um, you're probably going to start him every week um, unless you're really loaded at wide receiver, which I don't know how much more loaded you can get than Amon Ra St. Brown. Um but I like him, so start him with confidence for sure. And if you have him, I'm really jealous. I was actually trying to trade for him earlier. I love to trade, um, but I was kind of throwing out the idea to one of my cousins in my league um, to give him Devonte Smith. And I think it was was it Jordan Addison or Nico Collins for Amon Ra. Um, I think that was a great package because Devonte Smith can finish ahead of Amon Ra, but he didn't take it. And I'm kind of glad he didn't because De- Devontae and Nico Collins and Addison, I'm very high on all those guys. So I'm kind of glad he didn't take it. But it would have been nice to get him on Raw drafting him. So the last one, you got Jared Goff. I highly, highly doubt it's kind of like Sam, the Sam Laporta situation. But I highly doubt you're starting um, Jared Goff today. Um, he's kind of that eh guy, right? Um, he can give you a 17 completions, 175 yards, one touchdown and two interception game or he can give you the game that reads 28 completions, 330 yards, three touchdowns. so you don't really know what you're gonna get out of golf. Um, he doesn't make tons of mistakes but he doesn't he also doesn't stuff the stat sheet. He's in a great situation though again I'm gonna keep coming back. You're probably going to hear it throughout the season. I love the Lions. I like how hard they play. Their offensive line is good. Um, he, he's got weapons. Um, so he um, he's a guy you could have either got as your second running back. I don't think he's on your waiver wire. I'd be surprised if in a 12-team league, Goff is on your waiver wire. Um, I think usually guys like uh, Garoppolo, uh, maybe Kenny Pickett, Baker Mayfield, um, Anthony Richardson, things like guys like that, uh, those guys are probably on your waiver wire. Uh, maybe even Derek. Carr. No, not Derek Carr. Um, yeah, guys like that are probably on your waiver wire. Um, but Goff is a great quarterback too. Um, he's a great fill-in. Like if you have a bye week or if you hit if your quarterback gets injured. Um, so let's say Burrow ends up getting injured again, um, and Goff's your second quarterback. You're definitely not going to drop him to pick up another quarterback. Goff's is he's a great fill-in. Um, he can finish in the top. 12 quarterbacks um, he can finish ahead of Dak um, he can finish ahead of Kirk Cousins yeah I said it he can finish ahead of Kirk Cousins he's got the weapons to do it um, I don't see it but it but it's possible um, so you could have got him as your last pick in the draft and he can be a great fill in so he can be a steal or he can be someone that just wastes bench space on your team so those are the outlooks I have today guys I hope your drafts went well um, like I said the narrative on two wide receivers or two running backs first, it's evening out. Um, I'm not leaning one way or another. I'm pretty 50-50 on it. But I hope you guys had a good draft. We'll see how we draft next year. But these both of these teams got um, star players that you might want to start today. Um, I don't like Thursday night games. I know a lot of other people also get nervous on Thursday night games. But a lot of these players that are playing today, they're must starts. So. But I'm glad to be black. I I love – not glad to be black. I'm glad to be back. Um, See, I haven't had enough coffee today. But um, it's going to be good. I love fantasy football. I'm going to give you guys a lot of content. Um, I'm going to try to get some second voices in this. I don't know how I'm going to do it. um, But I have a few guys in mind that I would love to bring on the show and give you just another opinion um, because I don't know if – you know it, it would just help the show a little bit more. I give out great content, I believe, and I think I have a good personality um, that you guys like to listen to. But um, it's still good to have another voice, you know, someone you can bounce ideas off of, or kind of give get into a little bit more of a debate rather than just kind of one opinion. Um, but so keep it keep um, keep a look look out for that. Um, in the meantime, if you have just me to listen to, um, I'm still going to try to give you guys good content. Um, but you know. I look forward to the rest of the season, guys. Um, it, it's going to be good. Fantasy football is my favorite, one of my favorite parts of, uh, of the year. So, all right, my name is Desmond Ardonias. This is the it's my turn to talk podcast. We'll um, we'll be together a lot with within these next few months. Okay, all right, I'm out.